Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Oh, family, family. Hurley got a concussion. He's in concussion protocol. So, once again... It's me, Kelvin Harris, holding it down until we get him out of concussion protocol. I got my man, Major Parker, former University of Florida basketball player, who actually played a year of football for him, and who is a prominent guy on the uh, the uh, travel ball circuit now, doing a little coaching in college as well. Major, what's going on? Hey, Kelvin, how you doing? And um, I'm glad to be here. Hey, and it's, it's really funny hearing you say that uh, you turn – I know a couple of weeks ago you were saying AAU ball, and I heard you, you just changed it to travel ball because there's well, no longer any AAU. <laughs> travel ball. Yeah, I've been, I've been updated on <laughs> Family, let's show you how quickly this thing moves. It went from AAU to travel ball. So we'll get into that a little later, but right now we're going to talk about Most of the day we're going to talk about these uh, conference finals. And, you know, last night we found out who was going to be the team that LeBron plays. We're going to start with them. Golden State defeats uh, Houston 4-3. We'll move on to the uh, NBA Championship Series. Maybe I'm going to say this. I was disgusted watching that game last night. I was. I started being disgusted the night before when Boston continued to take threes and couldn't make them. But last night was even more disgusting. And I really can be honest with you, I know a lot of people got respect for uh, Mike D'Antoni, but... He is a one-trick pony. And that's what I'm going to start calling him, one-trick pony then Tony. Because the sign of a great coach is when there's adversity and your first option is stop, you got to come up with a plan B, plan C, sometimes plan B. He yeah. just went with plan A. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. you got to be able to uh, switch the game up. And, um, you know, when the shot's not falling, you got to be able to make other play calls and get other guys involved and use their advantages. And the one thing that everybody, and not only you, Calvin, everybody's been on Coach D'Antonio about is, you know, his rotation. He's only playing about seven or eight guys. And, you know. Seven to be exact. And, yeah, you're talking about the conference finals and you're talking about NBA pros that's getting paid a lot of money and you only go seven or eight deep on your bench. You know, that's, that's tough against the Golden State Warriors. Well, well, more than that, now, this was brought up multiple times during the series, but look, let's look at this. You come down and you run an isolation offense. So Golden State is standing around, checking their Instagram, watching the monitor, counting down the clock, waiting for you to make a move, and then they move in, grab a rebound, and then start running the other way. Now, when Golden State has the ball, they moving, they got motion, they setting picks. Your people are moving, and they're getting tired. So when you get to the fourth quarter, you, more than me, because you played at the college level, know your ladies go. So, and then, you know, his whole offensive philosophy doesn't teach mid-range game, mid- mid-range game. So, yeah. it's like, you, nah, you no, mid, no mid-range game. No mid-range game at all. Um, you know, 
just watching just watching the playoffs and you know I could go back to the Boston series a couple of games that Boston lost you know and um a couple of games they lost all they did was jacking up threes and you know not not driving to the basket and settling you know you basically settling for shots you just settle for any shot that that's available and last night and it's funny that you say that Kevin because last night while I was watching the game I was saying to myself Dang, am I watching an NBA game? I'm watching a game at at Rutgers in New York because <laughs> it, it was more it was more one on one isolation from uh, Houston. It was no no big ball movement, no guys setting screens to get get guys open. It was more one on one. Let's watch James Harden and see what he does. And now nothing nothing against James Harden because I think he had a great year. I think he's a great pro. I think he's a I think he's a very very great player, but um, James got to play some defense. Harden got to play some defense, man. You know, what he's doing is good enough to get you to the NBA Conference Finals. But it's not good enough to win you a championship. Like, I don't care what level, what level, what sport, the quote never changed. And it's very cliche. Offense sell tickets and defense Defense wins wins championships. And that well, applies and to every sport. <laughs> and, and you know the funny part about it is, I was telling uh, telling somebody the other day that Mike D'Antoni shouldn't be considered for Coach of the Year. Jeff Bezdelic should be. And for those of you who don't know who that is, that's the defensive coordinator for the Rockets because Daryl Morin was at least smart enough to hire somebody that could play that that could coach some defense. And then they brought in Trevor Ariza and PJ Tucker. And they provided some defense. Clint, Clint Capella provided some defense. But then Steve Kerr pulled out his inner Greg, uh, Greg Popovich last night and started the hacker Capella. And that threw the Rockets out of their, uh, out of their rhythm. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you whole, wholeheartedly on that. You know, Kerr did a great job. Kerr, Kerr did a great job at, his rotation on his bench. I don't know if you paid attention to the rotation that he had. Because, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Because of uh, you know the foul trouble they got into earlier, and the and, and you know Iguodala's not playing, so he really moved his bench and got deep into his bench unexpectedly, and it, and it worked out. And you know well, then, he, you know, just, he he go ahead. he obviously was taking notes from Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich because he is um, he's pulled all the right strings and. I tell you what was interesting. Even though they lost Game Five, if you notice at the end, he was talking about, "Hey, I'm feeling good." You know, mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but I'm feeling good, and I understand what he was saying. It's like we that close, and he knew he knew it wasn't gonna be another game like that where they just go ice completely cold. But I will say this: this dynasty, what you want to call it, the Warriors. <laughs> I don't want to hear nobody else comparing them to the Bulls because what these last two games, these last two nights have shown is that nobody is really playing defense in the NBA because if you go back to the 90s and even to the 80s, you had to be a two-way player. Like, Bird scored points, but he had to guard Jordan. He had to guard Dominique. So you had to be in extra shape. Yeah. And it's evident that these guys don't see much defense during the year because um, the lack of uh, accuracy on these three points was 
three-point shots was incredible. I mean, the Houston Rockets missed 27 straight three-point shots. But all I'm saying is red flag, red flag, horns go off, uh, uh, drive to the basket, my shot's not falling. <laughs> I just I was in shock. But then here's the thing. Everyone is kind of defending it, saying, well, like Alvin um, Gentry was on Get Up this morning on ESPN, and he was saying, well, that's all they know. That's what they do. But at some point, do you, do you just tell James Harden to drive to the bucket and get fouled? I mean, because he's an exceptional penetrator. I mean, get you some easy buckets. James Harden drives to the basket. It's almost a three-point play every time. Because if he drives to the basket five times in a row, three out of he's the five get times, they call him the five. He's going to get five. And three out of those five times, he's going to make the and one. Yeah. And, and so it's a three-point play however you look at it. But they want to settle for jump shots. That's what they want to do. That's what the NBA turned into. So well, whenever we I consider, consider, whenever they, I, I, I consider Mike D'Antoni the Chip Kelly of basketball. I mean, wow. Chip Kelly was a one-trick pony, and that worked up to a certain extent until people made the adjustment and shut it down. And realistically, yeah. you know, um, they were good enough to win 65 games this year. But when you're in the regular season, I mean, you got back-to-backs against teams. You know, teams that are losing don't care. I mean, you know, you rarely play. It's sort of like high school now. You only come up against a good team every so often. Exactly. Exactly. And and then if you're Minnesota or New Orleans, you got to look yourself in the face and say, man, we better than this. I mean, this is going to be an interesting offseason, though, because, you know, Chris Paul, I think, Paul played. They might have won. I'm not going to say they would have won. Mm. They would have had a better chance. But then if Iguodala would have played, it swing back to the Warriors. So it's like, you know, the one thing I will say is I went into game sevens thinking, I don't know who's going to win these games because each team had a flaw. Everybody was missing somebody. Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah. we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk the other series. LBJ, you know, the best player versus the best team in the Eastern Conference. And the best player ended up winning out. And a lot of the stuff you just heard me say about the Rockets, you're probably going to hear me say about the Celtics. So me and uh, the Venerable Major Parker, we're going to take a quick break, uh, pay a few bills, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thunder chickens beware. We're coming for you. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, it's all about the Spring Gobbler Smackdown. And our panel of pros are out for beards. Joining us is David Blanton of Bill Jordan's Realtree Outdoors and Monster Bucks, outdoor writer M.D. Johnson, and Pete Muller from the National Wild Turkey Federation. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. 
We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, family, we're back here on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Hurley, Hurley was uh, put in concussion protocol, so we're going to hold it down. I brought somebody in that's a little bit better shooter than me, my man Major Parker, former University of Florida, B-baller who happened to play in a championship final against Michigan State while he was in college. He's now, uh, you know, coaching and training uh, these young these young athletes. Now, you're in Atlanta, right? Yeah, I'm in Atlanta right now. What's the weather like in Atlanta? It's raining, man. I feel like I'm in South Florida. I'm on Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> in a 15-minute span, I've seen 85-degree weather, clouds, rain, and now 85-degree weather. It's back to being <laughs> South Florida again. <laughs> but yes, I, it I, is. I take yes, it is. I take this over anywhere else. Yes, sir. Now, two nights ago, the king willed his way back into the finals for an eighth straight time. Uh, as Boston peed on their leg at home, as Shaq predicted on the on the pregame show on TNT, and he and he made a good point. He said, "Man, these kids got a lot to think about. Their mind ain't gonna be focused. <laughs> Cleveland's been there, and then they got the best player, and he's gonna be focused. And that's what it came down to. Really, I think the key was Jeff Green and George Hill showed up. One hundred percent. That was the key. Yeah." And then Boston took a page out of the Houston playbook and decided not to make any threes. <laughs> now, could could you explain to me why Al Horford wasn't posting Jeff Green up on the block? Well, I don't know. The last two games, and, you know, me being a Florida Gator and uh, actually recruiting Al Horford at one point in time when I was there on staff, um, I was a little in shock at Al's play the last two games of the series. You know, in, in Cleveland, you know, Al was a no-show. Yeah. And uh, and then, then in Boston, you know, without, you know, you got Jeff Green. You think he would, he would, you know, pretty much as we would say on the basketball court or in the basketball arena, he would get his butt on the block and destroy Jeff Green. But for whatever reason, he didn't do it. Now oh. what I'm hearing is, you know, the excuses come out, you know, after you lose and all that. But what I'm hearing now is, you know, Boston's 
excuse for shooting the threes is, you know, we're driving to the basket constantly, but they're not calling the fouls, so we can't do nothing but shoot threes. So that's the area. Stop that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. But, you know, man, it was the king. The king came to play. He showed up. You know, he did what he was supposed to do. I mean, if you're Boston, you had to know he was going to show up. Personally, if I was Brad Stevens, I would have took a Detroit game plan and went with the Jordan rules. I would say, look, let King James get all the – let him score 60. The numbers say they can't win if nobody else scores because that's what I think is going to be the problem with this Golden State. He's going to get 50, 40, 50 every night. Still need another sixty to sixty-five out of the others. Where is that going to come from? So, you know, they let now to George Hill's credit, he figured out that hey, I can't hit a jumper to save my life, but I can drive to the basket. And you know, Tyron Lue, I think, made some good adjustments. They were getting on him earlier in the series about not using his bench, and he kind of made the adjustment. He started trusting guys a little bit more, and it worked out for him. What's your take on Boston, though? My take on Boston was, you know, they ran it. They, first of all, it was experience. And then they ran into the king. And Boston, <laughs> Boston, Boston ran out of gas. Of gas. Now, yeah. I, don't, I don't think – no, let me, let me rephrase that because people when, when people hear you say they ran out of gas, they think, okay, they got tired, they got worn down, they got this. I don't think it was so much physically they got tired. I think it was a mental part. I think it was the experience part. You know, and well, then, that, and then that, that's what all the experts okay. said. All the experts were saying that the experience was on Cleveland's side. Yeah, I think it was, that was. I think it was the experience. I, I really do because I don't think it was because uh, they're very they're youthful. They they're, they're young, so they're not going to be physically tired. I think yeah. it was more of a it was more of a mental thing, and not to take anything away from LeBron and what he's done and his legacy and what he's going to continue to do. But let's keep it real here, Calvin. He beat a battered Boston team. Yeah, he did. Let's, let's, I'm just saying, let's keep it real. Like, no Kyrie, no um, Hayward. No Gordon Hayward. That's, I don't think that ever happened in NBA history where a team made it to the NBA Finals without their two best players or two highest-paid players on the payroll. No, and then, wait a minute, you're forgetting, because it's always about you all the time. I'm going to throw this in here. Their rotation was thrown out because Shane, um, Shane Larkin was out, so you had guys yeah. in out of position. Because Rozier yeah. normally don't handle the ball that much. Exactly. So, you know... It, the thing that's, you know, with Boston, I think Boston just fell. You know, they made it to where they can make it at. And it was a great series. They made it to the conference final one game away from the championship. So I think they ran out of gas mentally. But I yeah, take but my hat off to LeBron. You know, he's been there's no more victories, though. Um, Major, there's no more victories for Boston, for Boston. Me personally, I feel like you had the home, home court advantage. And even though you was down two people, you had the better team. Yeah, it's just that. But you didn't like have the king. But you and didn't and have the Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum became a household name to America. Yeah, 
but but he's not the king. No, not he's king. not. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you something. Think about this now, Major. Jason Tatum is 20 years old. This mm-hmm. time in 2016, he was uh, getting ready to go to prom, had just finished the All-State basketball season, played in yeah. McDonald's All-American game, played in the Brad Jordan game. And him and his mom was getting ready for him to go off to Duke. And every time he walked in his bedroom, there was a poster of LeBron James in there. Now, fast no, forward two years no, later. No, no, better yet, not to cut you off, Kevin, not to interrupt you, but better off, how about there's a picture in his room of him and LeBron when he's about, I want to say he's 11? like 10 or 11. Yeah. He's 10 or 11 so you years go, old, and LeBron is in the NBA. So you go from so, that to having yeah. to guard the guy that's on your wall. <laughs> that's got to be yeah. a surreal moment. And I think what, to, to what you were saying about experience, at some point, before that game, even during the game, probably slapped himself in the face and say, am I in a dream? Is this real? Yeah. 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 And then Jalen Brown, honestly, he's only 21. He's only one year ahead. I mean, you talk about guys who grew up idolizing this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And now you got to find a way to stop him as he's steamrolling to the basket. Yeah, good luck with that. Exactly. Exactly. there are no more victories, and, you know, this offseason is going to be, I think, one of the most crucial in NBA history because it's going to set the tone for the next, I think, four years because, you know, I don't see LeBron coming back to Cleveland, win or lose this championship, and I really yeah. don't see Chris Paul coming back to Houston. Then exactly. you go in. I see Chris Paul, Paul George. I see Chris Paul and LeBron playing together somewhere. Well, full disclosure, I've been a Lakers fan since 1979-1980. So what I'm about to say might be a little biased, but, you know, I've been reaching out and, you know, there's some feelers. There's a possibility they could end up in L.A. together. Hey, I mean. And you know me. I've been a Lakers fan since 80, <laughs> 81. <laughs> I mean, let's go. A lot of, let's go. Well, here's the, a lot of people are saying it doesn't make sense because, wow, he'd have to be in the West. But let's just be honest. He's done something that hasn't been done since Bill Russell. He's been to eight straight finals. He has nothing to prove, yeah. even if he loses this one. He's won three titles. So my thing is he can go out. He already has a home in L.A. And if you take LeBron off the Cavs, the Lakers had better players. Yeah. So now, and here's the difference. The big men for the Lakers not only play defense, but they can score as well. So now you got yeah. a bunch of scoring big men who are all young and energetic. You got a point guard there, so you don't have to touch the ball. And then if you bring in Chris Paul, you got two point guards. And then, better yeah. yet, because Lonzo Ball is there, Chris Paul can take games off and save him for yeah. the playoffs. So yeah. it's, it's, it's now – my my sleeper is New York because Fisdale took that job. But then I, I've, I've been reminded that um, Porzingis is going to be out for an indefinite period of time. They don't know when he's coming back. Because if mm. he was healthy, I would say he, him and Chris Paul would be going to New York. Mm. But and will they get will they get my my Florida Gator back? Will they get him back? Yokum. Joe King, Noah. Uh, hey, man, I think they've already told him to call his realtor. 
<laughs> I, I mean, he, he basically uh, he basically had a ski mask on these last two years, you know, and it ain't his well, fault he got hurt. No, then this last year, you know, he got into some he got into some issues with the coach. I don't know if you knew yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, heard they, uh, basically they they, they pulled the stuff on Marbury on it. He did the same thing stuff on Marbury. We're gonna pay you, just don't come. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk NBA Championship Series, Warriors versus the King, who we think is going to win in the matchups. I think we already know, but we got to break it down. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with the get down. We're early proud of my special guest host, Major Parker. My Myself, I am Kelvin Harris. See you in a little bit. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, family, we're back on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Uh, Hurley had an unforeseen uh, business uh, situation come up. So once again, I'm going to have to take some extra minutes in my rotation, my usual, you know, sit down at the end of the quarter. I'm going to I'm gonna have to play through it. But I got my man Major Parker with me to help me, a uh, former Florida Gator b-baller. Actually, also a former Gator footballer for a season. So he's a dual sport athlete. I'm your host, Kelvin Harris, normally your co-host. Now, we've been talking about these conference finals, which are now over. So now we're going to segue into the main event, the main course, the entree. 
the NBA championship series, Golden State versus King James. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not a question of who wins. It's a question of when they win. That's my prediction. I'm saying five games. I think King's got enough gas left in the tank to come up with one inspirational win and go to Cleveland. And then after that, the the Hamptons five minus one (laughs) will take over. Uh, Major, what's your prediction? My prediction is 4-2. I'm going to get a King two games. I don't know which two, but I'm going to give him two games just because he's the king. Just because uh, I, may be, I may be leaning a little bit more towards your uh, prediction, Calvin, of 4-1, just because me being a basketball guy and once you break down the matchups, I just don't see how LeBron's going to do it. But once again, I'm not the king, and he's the king. Well, I'm so, going to go with analytics, Major. All right, look. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with analytics, if I'm Steve Kerr, I'm saying, all right, let's just take 40 points off the board right now. That's what LeBron going to hit. We're going to give him 40 points, yeah. 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Put that to the side. Now they got to come up with another 60 points out of George Hill, yeah. Jeff Green, Kyle Corver, uh, uh, J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, Larry Nance. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck. Good oh, luck and that. Kevin That's Love, maybe Kevin Love, because will he be? You know, this this concussion protocol for the NBA take longer than the NFL. Yeah, so it's so, going to be tough for the King. But if well, well, hold on, let's, let's, let's just do this. Let's give let's give Kevin Love twenty points. So now you got sixty points out of them two. You still got to come up with another forty. And yeah. I'm just saying just 100, because you know Golden State probably going to go closer to 110. Mm-hmm. The numbers just don't add up. But, look, we're watching probably one of the greatest playoff runs in the history of the NBA right now, what this guy's doing. So I'm not going to fool myself. He's got at least one Herculean effort left before he runs out of gas, because what he's doing is not human. He's almost like that dude on a... Avengers, Thanos. I mean, he's on some superhuman stuff. But yeah, somebody got to show up and get a man some help. I mean, this is ridiculous. This, well, I will say this. Now, compare this supporting cast to his first NBA Finals against San Antonio. That supporting cast. Which one do you go is worse? That one or uh, this, this one? Maybe this one may be worse. This one right yeah. here may be worse. Ooh, because that's saying you know, you know that's saying a lot, dog. You know what? No, it's 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 saying a lot. It's saying a lot. And the only reason I'm saying that is because the uh, the X factor should be Kevin Love, but I just don't know if Kevin Love is going to show up or come. I don't I don't know. Like his last name is really matching his ball game right now. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, so I, I can't. It should be the better team because you know he got he got a partner he got a partner in crime. I would say Kevin Love is probably one of his persistent par- partners, but but you we, we don't know we don't know we don't know what Kevin Love's going to do if he's going to come and play like he's in love or he's going to be angry. Which one he's going to be? Well, or is he gonna well, the one thing I will say is so. Golden State has shown some mortality in this this playoff you know series. So if mm-hmm. you're Cleveland, there are some things that you can take from this to attack. 
Draymond Green is not playing typical Draymond Green basketball. I think losing that ball in game five kind of shuttered his confidence a little bit. He's not mm-hmm. as Draymond as, as he usually is. But the other three jokers, man, I mean, I don't care what kind of streak they're going through. They snap out of it. I'm, yeah. I'm still questioning, though, in a close ball game, if they got what it takes to win because they show some like, – and, and, and I was saying off air, I don't want to ever want anybody compare this um, con- conglomerate of the Warriors – to the uh, to the make to to, to the, the the double repeat of the Bulls, especially that second group of repeats with Scotty and Ron Harper and um, Dennis Rodman. That was probably one of the best defensive teams in the history of the league because they could switch anything and they could guard it. You know, they had four guys that could guard at any position, and then Rodman could guard anybody from a point guard to a big man. So yes, sir. And, and and then, you know, like I was saying before, the thing I notice about basketball now and then you being so closely involved with it at the youth level is that no one's playing in true defense and big men are allergic to the paint. There's a reason why they paint that area. You know, yeah. that's supposed to be the money spot, but nobody wants to actually score in the money spot. Everybody's trying to take the most difficult shot possible. I mean, well, that's you're so, that's the, that's like the you, nature you, you of the train big now, men. Man. You train big men. Are, are, are any of them trying to learn how to drop, step, and dunk, or is it all about shooting three? Well, the worst thing that can happen to a big man is he made a 15-foot jump shot. <laughs> that's the worst thing. And then the second worst thing that can happen to a big man is when anybody in media says, Hmm, he has a nice looking jumper. Oh. So so when the big man hear that, he's like, What? Oh, I can shoot the fifteen footer, I can shoot the eighteen footer. I don't have to settle with putting my back to the basket and making a, a tough you know, a, a tough post move and and um and making the game a lot easier. The big man he, uh, the the new big man isn't doing the float on the I perimeter mean, set pick. It, Picks and pops. Don't want to have. Don't want to post up. I don't know. That's why whenever they, whenever it becomes the next great big man to come, and I think it's going to be Joel B. I really do because I love his footwork in the post. I think he's going to be a dominant post player as he gets older. I think he's going to yeah, start to realize major, how dominant he is. I'm, I'm seeing the old disease you was talking about. That twenty foot disease. Yeah. It's like. He made yeah. a three-point shot, yeah. and now all of a sudden, he wants to be uh, Steph Curry. And look, yeah. let's just be honest. I think the biggest service the game has going right now is that the NBA is selling Steph Curry and Steph Thompson. Look, Steph Curry' father is one of the five greatest three-point shooters in the history, statistically now, in the history of the league. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, his mama plays some basketball, and she got a little bit of a jumper. His brother yeah. can shoot the three. I wouldn't be surprised if his little girl actually can shoot the three. It's in the yeah. Michael Thompson was the number one pick in the draft coming out of Minnesota. Yeah. It's in yeah. Clay Thompson's genes. 
But yep. you got so many of these kids, and now you're seeing it in the NBA. Every franchise is thinking that they got Clay and uh, Steph Curry. And then Kevin Durant. I mean, how many seven-footers like him are rolling around on the planet? Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's just man. unrealistic. It's tough. The, game, the, game, the game is changing. The game is changing, man. And uh, and what's going to happen, I'm going to tell you, and, I saw, and like you said, I've seen it a little bit with Golden State. You know, they had it back up against the wall a little bit. And, you know, things were getting a little chippy. And I and I, I was watching Steve Kerr because, you know, Steve Kerr has been in those foxholes. He's been in those battles. He's won those NBA championships. And yeah. he's been around a lot of great coaches also. And I just wanted to see, you know, his response to to a Kevin Durant. Like, I, I consider Kevin Durant like, a, you know, he's the megastar. And I wanted to see because – I don't care how good you are. It comes a point where you got to face reality and you got to be coach. Yeah. There was a point I, I saw, I saw Steve Kerr pull, pull Kevin Durant to the side and Steve Kerr was when he was mic'd up and he was like, you know, I played with Michael Jordan and I remember yeah, Michael Jordan. Jordan saying, yeah. yeah. And I, and I remember Phil saying to Mike, yes, you're scoring, but your other teammates isn't scoring and your scoring isn't helping us. And I and I'm I'm a real body, I'm I'm really big on on body language. Uh-huh. And I wanted to take a I take a look at Kevin Durant's body language, not what came out of his mouth, but his body language. And his body language was kind of like, huh? It was like one of those, like, huh? And then I think yeah. that was the reason. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. Some of those games he came out later after Kerr made those statements was kind of like, oh, I'm gonna just pass the ball. I'm going to just do this. Kind of got into one of those female moves. Nothing against my females out there. I love all my females. But it was just one of those moments, and I was kind of like, I want to see how he's going to take this coaching. Because you have to take coaching at any level that you're at. And, um, you know, I think, I just think that it's going to be, that series is going to be a tough series. Meaning LeBron got to come play, and and Calvin, I cannot sit here and talk to you, and just say that the king is not going to be the king. He's the king, but at the same time, the I'm, I'm going with Golden State. But it would not surprise me. It would not surprise me if we're looking at a game seven, if the king comes out and wins the first game. It won't surprise me because he's the king, and I'm giving him the, the benefit of the doubt because he's the king. But hold that thought, hold that thought, Major. We're gonna let you finish when we come back. We're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna finish yeah. talking about this NBA championship series because I got a couple of things to say myself. So we're gonna take a quick break. Myself and Major will be back on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, family, we're back. Listen, the young major was about to make a key point here on the Get Down with Hurley Brown as we continue to talk about the NBA championship series finish your thought there major you know i know you was going into something i no what, what i was saying what i was saying was that i believe in legacy and i believe i believe that lebron is, has built and is going to continue to build his legacy but yes. let's keep it all the way funky let's keep it all the way real <laughs> LeBron, you won. You won two. Cha- was it two or three? He won in Miami. Two, two. Uh, you won two championships with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Yeah. Okay. Let's say that. You won those two in those two champ three because they went to the they went to the championship twice. I mean three times in Miami. So you went there three times with a all star team. Actually, they went four. Four times with an all star team. I'm sorry. Yeah. Four times with the All-Star team, you win. Okay, I'm not – but who did you beat in the in, in, in the East? Like, give me somebody you dethroned. You had that guess, one year. I give them one, one year, Calvin, one year when they, they beat, beat Boston, at Boston. Yeah, but that was on the decline, so, yeah. And they was on the decline. They was on the decline, on their way out. So, yeah, just like I said, I'm not taking nothing year. away from LB. I'm not, but I'm just keeping it real. When Mike yeah. went, Mike was knocking off. Mike was knocking off the real deal, Holyfields. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, they say the East was weak then. But hey, man, even in that Cleveland series, you got to look at that Cleveland team: Craig Eagles, Mark Price, Brad Darby, Larry Nance. I mean, they had a squad. They had a squad. Ron Harper. I forgot he was on that team. They, no, they had a squad. Yeah. So I can't I can't sit here and be sold on wow this and that. No, I can say wow, that's very impressive to see a guy go eight times in a row. But I I also grew up watching the Buffalo Bills go four times in a row. <laughs> and they played. You understand? Well, so, now I'm gonna say this though: this individual playoff run that he has is yeah, very impressive. The one very very it, impressive. It's very impressive, and the only thing that I can remember in current recent history is the AI 
uh, run where he dragged the team to the to the NBA Finals to lose to the Lakers. But then even then in the first game, he make that shot and steps over uh, Tyron Lue. It's like, you know, he made a statement. He came into L.A. and punched them in the mouth and let them know, hey, I may be six foot, but I got I got giant fists. And, you know, if you look at the, the supporting cast he had, his supporting cast was definitely worse than this supporting cast. Yeah. I mean, yes. But, I mean, it's, yeah. it's been impressive. It's been impressive, the stuff he's doing. No, it's, just it's, been, it's been very impressive. It's been, it's, been, it's been very impressive. But I can't, you know, my thing is, man, like, I think LeBron messed up when he put the 2-3 on his back. He should have worked. Uh, Mike was 23, Kobe was 24. He should have put on 25. Or he should have just wore that number six. Oh, you should just wear that number six. Because when you put on that 23, man, there's a lot come with that 23. Hey, man, I'll give him credit like, for not just just destroying himself <laughs> like Harold Miner did, man. You remember Baby George, yeah. Harold Miner? <laughs> Calvin, Calvin, listen to this. I was watching the game, and it was, the, it, was, it was the game six. It was the six games that Cleveland actually won, and LeBron played exceptionally well, exceptionally well. But... He split a pick and roll, went down the middle of the lane, and Marcus Smart blocked his dunk. Yeah, yeah. I picked I up remember the phone. That. I picked up the phone. I picked up the phone. I called one of my good friends. And I said, I said, my brother, all these years we've been watching basketball, I've never seen Michael Jordan go down the middle of the lane in the playoffs and get his dunk blocked. I've never seen and I'm trying to recall it. Hey man, remember when he did that little reverse thing and dunked on uh Pat Ewan on the baseline? Yeah, I mean, oh, I never seen my. It's just some things that you can't like. You man, I I just you know, and I think LeBron is a great player. I think he's one of the. I think I think he's one of the. You know, one of the greatest players we ever we ever ever seen. But to try to put him with MJ, the Kareem Abdul Jabbar. The, I mean, Kobe, you know, Kobe, honestly, you know, I've been preaching this the last two weeks. Kareem is the greatest player of all time when you really break it down. Four high school championships, no losses. Three college championships, one loss. Six NBA titles. The leading score in college. The leading score in the NBA. A shot that was never blocked. A 19-time NBA All-Star. Uh, they changed the rules of the game because of him. Won championships yeah. with multiple teams. I mean, I could go. Yeah. It's just that he was ornery, and then he changed his faith. And you know, he was a big man before the media era. But if you look at it, the goat conversation should be between him and Wilt because Wilt did things. Yeah. I don't care who playing. You average fifty points and twenty some rebounds and. 15 assists, hey, man, that's that's some grown, that's some real big boy pants stats. Yeah, yeah. And, and they broke something else down, too, man. They brought something, broke something else down, too. Michael Jordan played, I don't know how many years in the NBA or whatever, but out of those years, I think, just say if Mike played 10 years, out of the 10 years, nine of the 10 years, Mike played every game. Yeah. Out of those, and I'm just using this. I'm just using this as an example. I know we're on the air, but I'm just using this as an example. But out of those ten years, Mike probably led the NBA in scoring six of them. 
Oh yeah. Out of and those he also won years, a defensive player of the year. Also defensive player of the year. Also led the league in, in steals. Also in steals, MVP man. probably four or five times out of that out of those ten years. Yeah, and, I mean and that's with and that's with sitting at a round table with Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing.
So anything you experience oh. in life, Calvin, anything that you go through in life, anything that anybody goes through in life, they have to exist above the noise. Yeah. So LeBron, LeBron is a perfect candidate for Ian. For Ian. You know, all of the media scrutiny, everything that everybody's, you know, constantly throwing at him, but he is constantly eating. He's a, he is constantly existing above the noise. Now, Calvin, if you break eating down all the way down to the bottom, eating applies to your next-door neighbor who has to get up in the morning and go to work to take care of his or her family. Yeah. You know, everybody doesn't want to wake up in the morning and go to work, but they got to they gotta eat. They got to exist above the noise to keep the lights on. To keep the to keep the water running, to keep to keep food on the table, so anything and anybody can relate to the Eaton acronym. Yes, existing above the noise. Thank you very much. Okay, listen, it's been a great show. I want to thank Major Parker for coming on and providing some great insight. A guy that's been there, you know, at the collegiate level and has you know been around some some pros. Uh. More than likely, Hurley will be back next week. If not, we will hold it down until he gets back. He is making Merritt Island great again. I want to thank my man, A-Rod, for being that great producer. And on, on, on behalf of both him and Major, I'm Kelvin Harris, and I want to say, as usual, it's all about the you, Cage for Life. No <laughs> Talk to y'all next week. Continue eating. Continue eating. Thanks for tuning in to The Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week.